Being a foodie on the road. The hell is a foodie? <laughs> We're going to talk about what a foodie is today, as a matter of fact, on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. Hopefully, we'll open up some people's eyes to some new experiences that you can have out there on the road as a traveler. Listen, all of us love food, right? Food is its part of our culture here in the United States, part of our culture everywhere in the world, almost. So, Let's talk, I guess let's take a break. Let's talk a little bit about something fun today. And let's talk about being a foodie on the road on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome to the episode, episode number 40. I can't believe we are on our 40th episode already. I guess already, we, you know, it's hard to do these. Uh, as you guys well know, uh, every six days, every week, I'm a little behind on this one, getting this one out. The team's been bugging me a little bit is because this episode is tough for me because I understand a lot about food. I know a lot about food. I, I worked in the restaurant business all through college. Um, it, but I've, I've gotten away from, from this sort of thing, but I can talk intelligently about being a foodie. And I think it's an important episode that just kind of brings that whole travel-evolved aspect of really broadening your horizons and getting the most out of being a traveler. I, I believe this episode is an important one. It is one of those ones I saw it coming up. I'm like, ah, it's just not, it's not in my wheelhouse, <laughs> as you guys know. I get super excited and jazzed and pumped up about numbers and where I think the industry is heading and, you know, some of the stuff I think you're not hearing elsewhere. Listen, I don't think a lot of people are talking about being a foodie as a traveler. You can certainly go and check out sites and, and podcasts that talk about being a foodie. But I really do want to drive it home today as a traveler, the wonderful opportunities you guys have to really try something new and potentially change your life. I know it sounds weird. That's a weird statement to make, but it could. Certainly could. It is our 40th episode, which I, I guess I, I'm going to take a pause and, and I guess give you guys a few moments to say I, I cannot thank you enough. Again, I released Travel Evolved uh, quickly because I just I needed to. It was the right time. Um, and I, I had to get things kind of started. So we sat down and looked at some things I'd done in the past, planned some new episodes. And this was one of those that I said, we got to get that on there because it's it's kind of a cool one. It is a fun one to talk about. But first and foremost, thank you guys so much for letting us get to our 40th episode. We are still in season number one. I think I've shared with you multiple times. We have hundreds, literally, of episodes planned. And last week, two more new ones were popped in, one by a, a current listener and one by one of our internal employees that was like, hey, I've got another suggestion. And it, both of them were excellent. So we're going to weave those in 
I uh, I have recorded a couple episodes with some guests already. I'm trying to you know get those also meshed in with the fold. Really, really cool episodes coming up, and I've got some other guests planned. You guys know who you are that uh, I think are really going to add some really cool perspectives. So honestly, these next ten episodes. I think are going to be really, really interesting, really, really cool. And I'm excited about the way the podcast and YouTube channel are headed. We are really trying to tackle some things, as you guys can already tell, by the things we put out there that are unique, that you're just not hearing elsewhere. And I've always said this should be part, not the, the whole, but this should be part of, I think, your education and your involvement process uh, of becoming a better and better traveler. This episode today is a reminder of some of the other things that you guys have that you oftentimes forget about. You guys do get bogged down with the hustle and bustle. Right now, a lot of people correctly are focusing on the financial aspect and the financial gains you get from being a traveler because they're out there immensely right now. And I don't blame you for that. So we thought we'd throw this episode in to kind of offset that and give you a little pause and a break from that. 40 episodes, we are reaching levels that we've never reached before on anything that I've personally ever done. Uh, the YouTube subscription is way higher than I expected it would be in in literally, I want to say nine months, ten months. I can't remember how we are, but we, we're under a year still, and we're eclipsing anything that I've ever done, which is really encouraging to me. Uh, the word is getting out there. We've been done, you know, certainly have done our fair share of marketing. And those of you that have found us, you're probably tired of seeing the team put my mug out there. Like I've always said, it looks like I'm putting it out there, but I've got people that have my. Facebook identity so they can do these sorts of marketing things at a much level higher level skill than I can. I'm here to just do the talking and then they they promote it and I think they do a really good job of it. We are getting a ton of new listeners. Last week was a, another record-setting week for number of new listeners, total listens, YouTube uh, subscriptions, and uh, how we call it? Yeah, 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 subscriptions. I'm trying to think if that's what you call it. No, that's it. Subscriptions. I don't know why that sounds weird to me. But anyway, all that stuff went through the roof last week. And like I say, the things that are coming, for those of you that are brand new, we've got some crazy, crazy cool episodes on the way. So there you go. All right. So what is a foodie? I guess for those of you who don't know, I mean, it's basically someone who has you know, a unique interest or a higher or refined interest in food, almost to the level of it becoming a hobby or really for pleasure. I mean, we're not just talking about people that just like to eat. We're talking about people that like to experience something different when they're eating. It's a an event, whether you're going out by yourself or with a big group or just a couple of friends, you are there for the entire experience. It's not just, let's go grab something to eat so we can get on with what we're doing next. This is the event. This is the experience. And I mean, I will tell you that some of my best Memories and some of the things I like to do truly is to go out with a whole bunch of good friends and and people that are maybe not so good yet and maybe just becoming good friends of mine at the time new new acquaintances old acquaintances sitting down at a large table in a gathering I mean it's really cool so let's just stop or start with that as a traveler you guys have those opportunities and I'm trying to encourage some of you that have been invited by their permanent staff other travelers people that you meet on the road to go and do, do things, I've said repeatedly, you really should. I don't want you guys to regret 10 years down the road, even five years down the road, whenever you're done being a traveler, to go, I really wish I would have gone and done some things. And we've had a lot of episodes. we got more coming up that really, I guess, fine-tune exactly what we're talking about. This is one of them. I mean, how, how common is it to be invited out to dinner 
with you know either someone's home or out at a restaurant, and we can talk about both those things. And especially if the cuisine or the experience is unique to you, this is what foodies like. They like that uniqueness. That's not you know they like to show people something they're familiar with, but a lot of foodies are trying to find something brand new or something prepared in a way that they've never experienced it before. And that's the event that I'm talking about. And talk about, I mean, maybe I'm unique, but I think that's where some of the best times in your life are. Almost always sitting around a table, having dinner, having something to eat with friends and family. I know it sounds weird, but name a culture that that, that the preparation and presentation of either the family dinner or the friends coming over for dinner isn't a huge part of that culture. We are human, and we eat, and we also like to figure out ways of eating uniquely and preparing. I mean, when you have guests come over for, you know, I don't care what it is, a family reunion or a Thanksgiving dinner, you don't just throw things together. You prepare, and you make sure that what you're going to present to the people you care about or people that you want to get to know is going to be the best presentation you can. And that's what we're talking about today with being a foodie. It is, in fact, the experience. So if you aren't a foodie... I'm not saying you have to jump right in with all both feet and become one, but there are ways for you to start to, I guess, begin to explore some things that maybe are out of your comfort zone. And listen, as travelers, I know a lot of you. I know a lot of you for many, many years, and I know a lot of you have shared with me that you know when you're done with your shift, you want to get back to your home. Sometimes you'll, you'll. I've always said this: you'll grab something maybe unhealthy or fast. Sometimes those go hand in hand because it's easy, it's convenient, and you're tired. You've busted your you-know-what for an entire shift. Maybe it's the third or fourth shift in a row, and you just don't feel like it. I get that. I understand that. But how many times are you turning down an opportunity to maybe plan something in advance and go and do something? So it's about that experience. And again, we're talking the wine, we're talking the alcohol, maybe a drink beforehand. We're talking about all of that culminating into an entire experience. So to me, being a foodie really, really goes hand in hand with being a traveler. I mean, it's such a great opportunity because last time I looked, if I'm running a company and I'm kind of in that office setting, whether I'm you know working in a couple different locations or not, I'm kind of limited to what I can go do and see. You guys literally, potentially... Every 13 weeks, maybe even fewer, you know, more often than that, have an opportunity to explore something brand spanking new. Whether it's a different cuisine or the same thing you've experienced before, prepared much differently. So let's talk about that second thing, for example. I think I've shared with you guys before, I was at my niece's wedding this last spring, and I was in the middle of a state that I didn't really, well, I'll tell you, I was in Iowa. Didn't really, never been there before. Never been to Iowa in my life. I think I'd driven through it when I was younger, but I don't remember it. So I went into Iowa. We flew into one larger city, and I had to drive about an hour and a half to another one. The first night my wife and I stayed at, uh, I can't remember which city it was. I should know because there's a story behind it. And I said, let's just go get something. Let's just find something really cool. So we did the Yelp thing, which I don't always recommend, guys. Yelp is, I mean, I don't mean to, to bash that 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 app or that company, but there are paid reviews. So if you are you got to be really careful when you're looking at reviews for Yelp because you're not sure if you're getting the real experience. Definitely, you know, get rid of those sponsored links because I think that's ridiculous and go to the actual reviews. But I jumped on that app and I found an Italian restaurant. I'm like, well, we're in the middle of Iowa. Let's go check it out. We walked in. The first thing we did 
is there was a little tiny, almost makeshift bar in the corner because we were on a we were on a wait. So I went over there and of course started talking to what eventually ended up being the owner's son, who was actually running the restaurant that night, and I think more often than not did. Next thing I know, we're you know we're getting these there making shots, and here my wife and I are getting a couple of these. We're like, what's going on? <laughs> Thank goodness we walked from our hotel uh, to this place because it was literally right there, and. Anyway, I had one of the most unique experiences at an Italian restaurant I've ever had in my life. Turns out, I'll just throw a little bit of a story behind this. Turns out, this happened to be a restaurant that Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep went to frequently when they were filming The Bridges of Madison County. And they enjoyed it. And they are they're friends. They're very politically polar opposite, but I guess they got along very well and still do to this day. And there was a, I want to make sure I have this right, it was, it was a dessert that they both really liked that they were going to. And they frequent this restaurant a lot until the public around them started realizing, hey, Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep are going to this restaurant. Next thing you know, the restaurant was on a wait just so people could get a little bit of a glimpse of, of those two stars. But they enjoyed a, boy, I wish I could remember what it was that they liked so much. It was a cheesecake. That's exactly what it was. They enjoyed a cheesecake that this place had that, um, I'm not a cheesecake fan, but I did try a bite. It, for cheesecake, it was good. I mean, definitely. But here's an example of we stumbled upon a place, and I had we had such a good time, and I will remember that dinner for a long time. We uh, we ordered a great bottle of wine, had some really unique. I had a steak, actually, and it was really awesome. And I would not have expected that. So for me, that was kind of a foodie experience because once we got to know the owner, we kind of said, you, "You're in charge. What do you? What do we? You just take care of us. Tell us. Whoa, I always I do that at least twice an episode. Tell us what you want us to eat and what you recommend." And they did from literally. And I, I, <laughs> we didn't finish an appetizer. We didn't finish anything. Didn't finish my entree, but I had a, just an amazing experience there. And that's, I guess, a good culmination of what a foodie experience is all about. So, I found the same cuisine. I ate a lot, but I found it unique to this particular part of the country. And if, let me tell you something. If I was on a travel assignment there for 13 weeks, I would have spent a lot of money at that restaurant and not just on the cheesecake or probably not very much on the cheesecake. But I would have gone and had that steak at least once a week, easily, hands down. Who would have known, right? Who would have known and stumbled across that? Being a foodie also, though, is about being adventurous, trying something you've never tried before. And it's so much fun when you're doing it with somebody who is an expert in that cuisine or is just as adventurous as you are and you just go out and you go for it. I don't care if it's a cuisine that you've typically not enjoyed before. If you find someone that knows how to order it properly or can give you a different experience or maybe a firsthand experience, it changes the whole game on it. So here's what I'm talking about. And again, we're talking about full cuisines. But let's also talk about uniqueness in a setting that is you know what is what is local? What is a local cuisine that is there? We could go over the list of everything, but literally from you know the the southern part of Florida to the Pacific Northwest up in up in Seattle, there's two totally different types of cuisine that are there. Whether you're in New England or going along the eastern seaboard in the middle of the country, Southern California, you're here in Colorado, you're you're you know in Oklahoma or Texas, every place is known for something, right? So if you are hopefully experiencing an adventure as a traveler, this is, again, a perfect opportunity for you to be able to go out and try something that's local that is that it's famous for. I don't care if you're at a fish fry up in, you know, northern Michigan or you're, you know, trying something, you know, really great in the city. If you happen to be lucky enough to be in New York where you're you're grab, grabbing some cuisine that is unique to some of the bigger cities and some of the bigger restaurants in, in major, you know, more metropolis-type locations. Just the opportunity that you guys have 
for this, and we're talking about food. I've said it many, many times, but I'm talking about in a food-related setting, I think is is immense, and it'd be a shame if you just stopped by and really spent all your time down in the cafeteria or whatever that the fastest, most convenient thing is on the way to or from your your you know your facility between your house and there. It just to me, it's kind of like hmm, hmm. make some memories. As I've always said on Travel Evolved. If you want to become a full cycle traveler, you got to start somewhere, whether it's friends, getting out, relationships on the road, exercising, becoming healthier, trying to make some memories and going out and trying something new to me is, is interesting. How many times have you guys been on a family trip or maybe some of you guys can speak from experience about being a traveler? And just like I talked about in the Italian restaurant in the middle of Iowa, how many of you have something that is similar? What is a memory that you have? And I hope I'm taking you back right now to a food experience that you had, something where you ate somewhere on an assignment and it was about more than just the food. It was delicious, it was awesome, it was fantastic, but it was about the company you kept, it was about the people you met, and it was all of a sudden a new experience. You made some memories. And I think that's an important part of becoming a traveler, making those memories. And unfortunately, or I should say fortunately in our in our culture, a lot of it does surround you know being around food. So trying something new, I, I think I've, I've shared in other medias that I am very adventurous when it comes to food. I am not Andrew Zimmern. There's an N on the end of his name, I believe. But I do love his show because he'll eat stuff that I won't, probably. But I am adventurous when it comes to trying something. If someone says this is a delicacy in this part of the country or this part of the world, I'm going to give it a shot. Why not? Because it's food. And <laughs> if people like it, try it. But there's so many people that are like, oh, I'm picky. I don't want to try that. I don't want to enjoy anything like that. I want. I just want to have my meat and potatoes and call it a day. Man, you're missing out. There is so much to explore in our world, especially in the world of food. I mean, some people are artists when it comes to preparing food. And for you to miss that, I think is, is, is a shame. So, all right. So how do, if you're not talking about finding these on your own, or I should say with other people, how do you find them on your own? bunch of different ways first of all apps our phones are amazing there's a lot of really cool things that happen with apps that um, you can discover and there are apps that absolutely will point you in the right direction on food not just you know places like I'm talking about where you know where do I find the best restaurant I'm going to google something so to speak I'm talking about apps that will help you find the hidden gems in that particular town or that particular city. Apps that will help you find things that other people have, in fact, liked. There certainly are ratings and places where you can go that you can see that sort of thing that aren't just what I mentioned earlier. So apps are an amazing way to find a unique experience if you're trying to find something on your own. I mean, why on your day off go to a chain restaurant or something that you can get anywhere because you know it's comfortable and safe and you really want to have that same dish you always have? You can go someplace totally different by checking out an app on a phone or jumping on a Facebook group. There are each major city and a lot of small towns too have groups that are for pop-up restaurants, foodie type situations where you can explore some of what other people believe is some of the best places to have and enjoy a meal in that particular city or town. So it is we live in a world that we're so lucky Right now, there's so much information and that you can get to your in your fingertips, literally. And this is absolutely one of those that you, you take the opportunity. I mean, stand on the shoulders of other people that have experienced what you're experienced. And then the suggestion I'm going to make to you is 
tell other people about it. It's one thing to go and let's say, you know, I just got on telling you guys, if I knew the name of this restaurant and I had been prepared a little bit better, I would have told you what it was so that I could give that restaurant a plug because they earned it. It was a great experience. I've had many, many of those in my life. So if you're a traveler and you are at a facility that you guys all know has consistent needs all the time and you're going to be there for 13 weeks, maybe 26 weeks, and then you're going to head elsewhere, do the rest of the travel community a favor and throw it out there. Hey guys, you got to check out this place. I have still yet to see, maybe it exists, someone create a group on Facebook that is about this sort of experience. Where to go and eat. I've said this before on things to do and, and you know adventures to have in a certain town, but food is another one. I mean, everybody has to eat, so why not? Some of you, please, somebody do it. I don't have time. Somebody go out and create a, website, a group, Facebook group that literally has the name of the town because you know you're going to have multiple hundreds of travelers are going to go there potentially over the course of a year and some of the top 10 restaurants to go and check out while you're in this large or small town. Someone that's a foodie, one of you guys that are foodies, because one of you watch this episode or is listening to this episode because you really are a foodie, create that. You will do the travel world a huge service by helping some other people find some things and they could rate. People say, oh, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, or this one I disagree, but it would be, I think, a really cool way for you guys to help each other that is not clinical, that's not financial, that's not beat up an agency, that's not beat up a, a facility. Let's really give you somebody something that actually... I think is a pretty cool thing to help the rest of the travel world. So somebody do that and then put it on put it on the notes or the uh, the comments on our YouTube channel because you can say, hey, we found the group. Here's what it is, and this is what we're calling it. So all right, I mentioned something a few minutes ago. I call, I said pop-ups. I went by really quickly. What is a pop-up? Pop-ups typically are a, a food service that a budding chef or somebody who is trying to create a restaurant and maybe is, is experimenting still, maybe doesn't have the finances behind them yet, and they're basically using a location, oftentimes once, twice, maybe just in the evenings, maybe only once a week, to prepare a food, a food service for either a, a, a handful of private guests, maybe one or two settings a night. Really cool stuff. Typically, this is a chef or a restaurateur that is really going to go over and beyond, really trying to make the experience great. Because they're trying to get investors. They're trying to figure out whether or not this is something that's going to take off and become a, a real thing. So pop-up restaurants, I think, are really cool. And oftentimes, some of the most unique experience and most unique food experiences you can possibly get are through type pop-up type situations. Again, lots of different reasons why people create a pop-up. It's not just the ones I mentioned, but there are opportunities to be able to, you know, take advantage of some of those and really get an amazing experience as a foodie. Now, I will say that typically the larger the city, the more opportunity there's going to be. But, you know, so you may be limited if you're in a smaller town. But pop-ups and those those kind of hidden eateries, so to speak, are, I think, a really, really cool way to go. So I blasted through that because I was putting this off for a while because I, to me, this is one of those episodes like, I, I don't know how long I can make this last. So I'm going to talk about a couple other things while, I'm, while I have you guys' attention. So I, I do want you guys to understand that I think this is part of being a great traveler. I think you really will create a much more well-rounded experience as a traveler if you add restaurants and, and these kinds of things we just talked about as part of your your travel world. I mean, think about it. If you're going to four different places a year, 
you know, let the let the assignment take you for whatever reason it's taking you there. But when you're there, make the most out of it. Make the most of it. And this is a really easy and kind of fun and totally cool way to to you know to get something totally different, a whole different level out of your travel experience. So, okay, I want to jump into a little bit because the reason it's taken me a while to get this episode out, I really was trying to stay on that six day cadence, and it's been over a week now, is because. I've been so busy with uh, with with what I'm doing, and I really am excited to talk to you guys and tell you guys this story. And again, my whole idea for Travel Evolved, and I haven't even been able to do it, we're less than a year old, was part of, and if not, you know, half the episodes, I really want to walk you guys through what it's like to run an agency and be part of an agency. I think this is another one of those areas that the more open communication there is, the better off it's going to be for everybody. If you guys, you know, Instead of sitting here trying to explain or justify or give excuses for why agencies are they are the way we are, if I could walk you through what a day in the life is like, and you could actually hear what it's like to create and to run an agency literally from an idea to the ground up, I believe it might help to, I think, create some better communication so you do understand a lot. Lately, I've been talking to a lot of people, and a number of them are travelers, who have expressed some interest in starting a company. And the first thing I've been telling them is the, I think the financial aspect of running and starting an agency, in my opinion, is one of the most daunting. Everybody wants to start an agency. And for those of you that are you know, either a recruiter, a senior vice president, a traveler yourself, there are some things you should understand fundamentally about them. So what I'm getting at is that I really do want to start telling a story of what that's like and how to do this because I believe that we are seeing some really cool slight changes in the travel world. I think more are coming. I know more are coming, but I think some other things are coming. I think they're going to be developed and implemented by travelers themselves, things that I haven't even thought about and other people haven't thought about. That's part of it. You guys have the first-hand experience. However, that being said, and I am absolutely not trying to talk anybody out of doing this, but that being said, you need to make sure, first and foremost, the number one thing that I would tell you if you're going to start your own company, your own agency, I don't care if you're going to specialize in allied, nursing, all of the above, something very, very niche and unique, you've got to get funded, well-funded. Because if you want to have any kind of success at all, you have to understand that there is a very long period of time, usually on average, if you're really good at collections, Six weeks between the time you pay a traveler and you invoice a facility till you get paid. And that is a ton of money. So for every single traveler out there, you are literally paying for their payroll, all their tax-free amounts, all their taxable amounts, and the taxes that you're going to pay as an agency on those taxable amounts. You're going to pay the vendor. All that's going to go out there with your, all your insurance, your workman's compensation, everything before you get a dime back. And that's going to take six weeks for one traveler. So you have six weeks worth of payroll and all those expenses I just mentioned for one traveler. So that is not to discourage anybody, but I'm telling you, don't try to do this on a shoestring budget. It doesn't make sense. Figure out how you're going to get funded. Make sure you have the money that you need to have more than enough money that you can do what you want to do and it allows you for potentially advertising, potentially trying to get some things out there, hiring some internal people, whatever you want to have that's going to be part of your business plan. You've got to think about that. And I, I, a number of people have approached me over the last month saying, hey, I want to start a company. And I've said, great, what can I do to help? 
But the one thing I want to say is you got to really, really understand the kind of money it's going to take because you're going to be acting basically as a payroll bank for every trailer that's out there. And it's something to really think about and very important to consider. So at any rate, the next couple of weeks and next certainly the next few months, I am going to delve into a creation of a company for you guys. Um, as I've mentioned before, I literally have, I wanted to wait a couple of years from the conception of an idea to where I was at for a lot of reasons, but primarily because I, I really feel that telling the story of what this is like could be pretty interesting for you guys. And again, my whole objective is not to get people to want to become a, you know, a travel agency or run one, but it is to understand the way we tick. We are always trying to get an understanding of how travelers tick because it makes for better business. I'm not so sure hospitals <clears throat> really are that interested, but I think there's a part of them that they do want to know what makes you guys tick so they know the level of financing that they need to staff their facility with you guys. But I think one of the areas that seems to be, I guess, remiss or, or almost missing altogether in industry is a traveler's understanding of an agency. And I think it's mostly because there's a persona that they all make so much money and I don't care as a traveler. I just, just pay me. I'm, I'm not interested in that. But I do think, like many other things we talk about in Travel Evolved, the more you do understand, the better the traveler you're going to be. You're going to get it. You're going to know who's being legitimate with you and who's you know misleading you. And agencies to go to work for, agencies to stay away from, it's all part of that. So if you understood what it's like to create something, and, and this has been a wild, I guess, 20 months, 21 months, really crazy. And I'm so glad that I've I've documented everything that's happened because it's really interesting. It's fascinating to me. I hope it is to you guys because I think it does tell the story of there's successes, there's failures, there's there's ups and downs, and I've had all of them, still are having all of them. But I will tell you that here at this time phrase, things are really fun, really, really, really fun and very, very exciting. And I am excited about the travel industry again, like I said before. What is happening in our industry, I think, is is going through a phase of stagnation to now all of a sudden things are kind of changing a little bit. And I believe that that was the catalyst, of course, was, you know, was COVID. I hate to say it because it's a horrible thing to have become a catalyst, but it did open up travelers' eyes to how much money there could be made out there because it was all about supply and demand. Facilities had to shell out a lot more money to get the kind of staffing that they needed. Agencies had their eyes open with how much also money they could be making and how to staff through that kind of crisis. A lot of folks were really successful and their agencies went to the roof. Some of them went out of business or really dropped or almost you know went out of business or came close or did during that particular time frame. So a lot happened. But all through it, it feels to me, and maybe I'm just nuts, but it feels to me in the last two years, travelers have become much more aware and are at least a little more outwardly seeking information on how to be better. We hopefully have had a little tiny part of, of that becoming a little bit more on the front of everyone's minds, but I don't think it's the biggest thing. I think it was the fact that also some people are like, wow, look how much money could be make, we could be making. A lot of permanent staff went into traveling. Obviously, we've had a lot of both permanent and travel lures get out of the industry entirely, either forced out or, you know, for voluntary reasons, burnout, retirement, all the things that, that normally would happen. But it's been a really, really interesting 
couple of years, and I said some things on some different social media that it was going to be interesting, and I was right. It really was. It still is. By the way, I think some really crazy, wonderfully important changes are coming in our industry, and um, for me and from a whole bunch of other people, I believe, as well. And I, and I think it's it's a really great time to be a traveler. So if you are thinking about being done, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't. Not yet. There's a lot, a lot of cool things coming, a lot of money to be made, a lot of fun things like our episode today that you could experience if you just hung in there. If you're brand new into travel and you're not quite sure this is for you, Give it, a, give it a little bit. There's some really crazy things coming. So, all right, lastly, I want to plug a couple of episodes coming up. I've got some really cool guests lined up. I've got some, some, I've recorded a few episodes, like I said, some things that, again, not everyone's going to be willing to talk about. We're going to talk about some tough topics that need to be addressed in our travel healthcare world. I'm also going to have some healthcare travelers on themselves that I think are, are can kind of give some really good discussions. So these kind of things are coming out. Plus, I've got some really important, as I call them, mark episodes, number episodes that are coming up in the next little bit. So as always, I'm going to ask you guys to subscribe, like, um, you know, whatever the, whatever all the, the terminology that the young staff tells me that they want us to do. But if you do, you're going to know when it's going to come up. And I am also going to tell you, I'm going to get back onto my cadence because I've got some uh, some availability to be able to record a couple episodes in a row. Like I said, I've already got some already recorded. So we call that having some episodes in the can. So they're already there, just being edited. So some more, I guess, cadence, uh, some appropriate cadence on how we're going to get these things out. So guys, as always, I cannot thank you enough for listening. Being a foodie on the road, getting back to that, what a great opportunity. Take advantage of it. And somebody start that site. Somebody start that site. Post it down below here. On the uh, on the YouTube channel, what that site is, so you can get some followers, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty successful. You guys can really do something cool for each other, guys. As always, I appreciate it. I'll catch you next week on Travel Evolved. <laughs>